Kel? Yay. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's lunchtime with Ace and Co. Guys, it is a brand new week and I have super good news for you. <laughs> Co is back. Woohoo! Co, how was Australia? It was amazing. It was one of those trips where you knew it would be amazing because how could it not be? But the people there are on another level of nice. Like, there is nobody else (laughs) out there that's as nice as Australians. I thought Canadians were really nice. Then I went to Australia, and I'm like, good Lord, that everybody's just so friendly and warm. It was wonderful. Great experience. Did you see a lot of bugs? Um, well, it rained the whole time, so no, but we saw some, there was a lot of turkeys, which was really weird. So turkey? Yeah, like turkeys everywhere, everywhere. They're kind of like a menace, I guess, where we, where we were anyways. Um, so we were on the Gold Coast in Byron Bay, and the backyard, there'd be like a bunch of turkeys all the time, and it really freaked Sarah out. <laughs> I would fucking kill a turkey I if know. it came anywhere near me. Right? It was really interesting, but um, I mean, I didn't. I actually don't think I saw many bugs. But we we literally like it rained the whole time, which I loved and Melissa loved because we live in the desert and uh, we enjoyed that. Sarah was like, "It's already raining where I live." She lives in, outside of Boston. Um, but we loved it and we were right on the beach in the rain. It was, it was epic. It was one of those trips where you're just like, you couldn't even absorb all of it until you get home. And then you're like, that was rad, you know? So, um, we definitely want to go back. It was really, really cool. That's so fun. I, I, I actually random side story. Mm-hmm. I actually, after high school, almost moved to Australia. What? I have never heard this story. <laughs> How did that so um, <laughs> I I was at this point where I was kind of deciding about, am I going to keep doing gymnastics or am I not? And mm. then um, the U.S., like the only colleges that offer it are like either their club teams or they're really, really good because they don't offer many uh, men's gymnastics like mm. scholarships. And so it was like I could go and I could join a club team, which I didn't want to fucking do. <laughs> or, and I was not about to get offered any scholarships. So it was like Australia was a place I – I don't know. I just always wanted to live there and wow. they had like, a, they had several national teams and it was like, they were good, but not like out of this world. Like they've never gone to the Olympics or anything like that. <laughs> so it was like, this is actually obtainable. And, and I don't know what happened. I just kind of was like, mm, no, never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Imagine if you would have gone, uh, but seriously, I watched your Instagram stories yesterday from the old videos of you in gymnastics. And I seriously was blown away. Like you well, were so good. I was only good at tumbling. I didn't have any upper body strength. But our new house has an in-ground trampoline, and I'm so excited to start jumping on. Hold on, wait, assuming hold on. it can hold my weight. Hold, hold on a second. What the hell is an in-ground trampoline? So the people they like dug a hole for it. They like cemented it, in, and then they drop a trampoline in it. So it's like it's not up off the ground. Oh my god, that's super cool. I've never heard I'm of really that before. Cool. Am I like oh behind god. the times? Is that a thing people are yeah, doing? For sure. Oh. Yeah, no. it's outside it's not inside it's not that cool oh that would be that would be way cool that would be like crib style <laughs> so, yeah oh, that's my outro story i'm glad you had fun everybody yeah. missed you we oh, missed you it's just sad you without you oh but the episode was amazing i loved what you guys touched on and just to get mm-hmm. a deeper look at your story and your relationship thank you yeah so it is a brand new week. It's a brand new day. What are you eating for lunch today? 
So (laughs) this is kind of sad because I felt like I've kind of flown under the radar the last few episodes of actually having interesting food, but I promise you this is something I eat like pretty much (laughs) every day for lunch. Um, And it's chopped up avocados and potato chips. And that's my lunch. And it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by a fucking potato chip? Like Like you chop up avocados and you put them on a plate and then you get some potato chips and you scoop up the avocados with the potato chips. But like, do you get like the really boring potato chips, like those Lay's originals or like Doritos or what? Well, this is the snobby part. They're the organic potato chips because obviously that's better. It's probably not. It's probably no different, but I paid you know, $2 more a bag because they say organic on them. So we do that. We have organic potato chips and, but the avocados right now are in, are in season, I guess. So they're really yummy. An avocado doesn't seem like an easy thing to cut up. Oh, I, I've got a lot of practice because of my boring lunch habits, but I want to know what you're eating. Cause that's what everybody wants to know. No. <laughs> so I have a really big moment that happened. Um, <laughs> As you know, I'm not much of a cook. Not much Mm -hmm. happens with me in a kitchen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I got a wild hair and I said, you know what? I'm going to make a meal. And I, my mom made something like this kind of when I was younger, but I didn't like look it up and I'm sure mine's like a really cheaper (laughs) version of it, but it's like biscuit pizza. So I got like biscuits from the store and then you put them in a pan and then you just put sauce and cheese and sausage and pepperoni on it that you just buy out of a bag because I don't know how to make that. And and, um, and it is the best pizza in the whole world because it's like it's like light and fluffy, but then like the dough isn't just like regular boring dough. It has like, right. it's like a buttermilk biscuit. Like it was so good. Oh my gosh, you're going to be the best dad. <laughs> I'm serious. You're going to make <laughs> biscuit good. pizzas every day for your kids and they're going to love you for it. <laughs> the trick to the biscuit pizza though that I learned is that you have to make it in small pans. So if you want to feed a lot of people, you have to have multiple small pans because everyone wants a crust part. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you don't want to be only eating the middle. It's not good. <sighs> the things we learn, I'm telling you. Yeah. Life's so I, changing. That was, really <laughs> that was a really adult moment for me. <laughs> That's a crazy adult. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> So this week, we are actually not going to talk about our In the Shitter and our Golden Turds. We Mm. are transitioning to a new segment um, because we know everyone is so busy. And this is just that time of year where we are glued to our computers. So we wanted to talk to you guys about the things that we recommend while editing. Mm. Co, what sort of things do you listen to or watch while you are editing? Well, I don't want to recommend these unless you're kind of a nerd like me, but this is what I truly listen to when I edit. I love the Pride and Prejudice soundtrack for those of you that haven't seen the movie. What Um, the fuck is that? Okay, just go on Spotify. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. Do you like classical music at all? No, I'd rather kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Then never mind. This is not for you. This is for everybody else who's like me. So all three of you um, go on Spotify. Um, the Pride and Prejudice soundtrack is really good. Specifically, the first and last songs. Very emotive. Um, I also listen to a playlist called French Cafe Lounge on Spotify. It's like French music, uh, obviously, by the title. Um, and if I'm, you know, just editing and like kind of mindless, if I'm doing like skin retouching and stuff like that, um, I, I watch Sex in the City reruns because that's my jam. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, wait, so do you feel like what you're, because this is not something that happens to me, but I, I have a feeling it does with you. Do you feel like the things that you're listening to um, really have an effect on what you're editing? Absolutely. And that like you is, get yourself mm-hmm. in the zone? Yeah, and that's why I don't listen to a lot of music that has like words in it. I, and this is just me. It's just something I've learned over the years. I really like, unless it's the French cafe lounge because I don't speak French. I, I used to take advanced French and now I can't speak anything, which is so sad. Um, but I think it's because it's, it's literally just the music that moves me and not the words. Um, so, and that's why I like classical as well. Uh, cause it, I can get that emotive quality behind it and still be listening to something. So it's not just silent or the sound of my kid's white noise machine, uh, behind me, but it gives me a little bit of something. And, and I do, do definitely think that my edits are affected by what I'm listening to. So if it's mindless work, if I'm already done with like the, the color and black and white edits and I'm just doing skin retouching or stuff, that's just kind of like, you just do it. You don't have to think about it too much. Um, then I'll watch TV or, and that's where I like sex in the city or something like that. But how about you? I want to know. I want to know what you listen to while you edit. <laughs> well, most of the time, I, we don't really listen to music because Caitlin and I we share an office. We're sitting next to each other, so we usually watch shows. We'll put up like the mm. laptop in between us. And nice. lately, we have just been addicted to Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay i don't know what that is but i'm dying to know what this it's it's people who find people like overseas in other countries and they fall in love and sometimes it's really like they're actually just fall in love like it's a normal couple they met like while one of them was you know studying abroad or something uh-huh. they meet and those stories are those stories are always kind of boring the really good ones <laughs> is when it's like some girl who's living like in complete poverty shambles and she meets this overweight fat old man who who's like probably like low to middle class in America but like he kind of sells himself as being really rich and then um they like get together and they get married and she's like I'm so excited to come to America and then she gets here and it's just like oh the worst oh this is your apartment So it's studio. <laughs> and it's the oh, best no. show of all time. And then there's also like spinoffs. So there's like 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, which is where we see people from America go visit like their partners or the person they're dating in their country, oh. which is really interesting to see like how other people live and stuff. No um, but it's not like it's not like mind opening. It's like trashy reality TV. <laughs> Which is and, the best. I got to watch that now. That's hilarious. Oh, it's so good. It's so entertaining. And then the other show that we're really like obsessed with right now is a show called Unexpected, which I think is also, I think they're both on TLC, which says a lot of, I love that TLC <laughs> stands for the learning channel. And it's like, no. and Unexpected is like TLC's version of like, 16 and pregnant and like teen mom and there's this lady there's a girl in there she lives in arizona and so i love that because i'm like oh my god hometown celebrity right um and her mom is awful she's such like a bitch and she thinks she's so great and it's like oh i love that show so much (laughs) 
I love you. I love you for loving that because I watch a show like that and I take it so personally. Like as a mother, I would look at her and be like, you piece of shit. (laughs) I can't. I get too invested in the characters. Oh my God. Not at all. We just crack up. And it's so funny because I hate that mom so much. Like I cannot stand her. But when she gets on the TV, I get so excited. I'm just like, oh yeah, she's back. Cause I can hate on her for like a good five minutes during her part of the show. And then it'll switch to something else. And I'm just like, but it's like the same thing. Like we also watched teen mom and Farrah Abraham, who was like the worst teen mom of all time, literally like you can like she doesn't even speak to people like they're human beings. And every time she would come on the screen, I would just get so excited. Like I was just like, yes, here we go. Oh my gosh. Uh, you just, you just can't pay enough for that entertainment. It's, it's priceless. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God, it's, it's, but it's nice. Cause it is like, it is more mindless. Like sometimes we try to watch like criminal investigation like criminal investigative, like docu-series and stuff like that. And it gets hard because you aren't paying as close attention. Right. And then you're like, oh shit. Like I, I don't even know who's talking at this point, who they're talking about. So it's, it's mindless television like that. That's really nice to. Oh, totally. Totally. And stuff yeah. you've seen before. It's just like feel good. Yeah. I like it. I do too. So Co, you recently came out with a new course in Unraveled. I did. Called The Difficult Client. Yes, sir. And I wanted to model today's episode all about The Difficult Client. Oh, that makes me so happy. I feel yeah. like it's a topic um, that is talked about pretty frequently. I, it's a it's a really common thread within you know multiple Facebook groups and um, and online as well, just like in on Instagram threads, stuff like that. Um, it's talked about in a in a very surface level way, and people need an outlet. But more than that, I feel like people need uh, an educational resource on how to prevent, first of all, and then how to deal with when you get a difficult client, not if, because if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, so it was a really interesting course to do because it was a it was so different than anything I've ever taught before, um, but so needed and the response has been really good so far. So I'm really grateful. That's super. That I think that is such an important thing that people need to talk about more and need to be shown more because most of the time we don't want to share because, you know, on our social media, we're not going to go on Instagram and be like, listen up. I had this bitch and this is what <laughs> she did. It's like, yeah, that's probably not good for business. So it's nice to know like right. there's a safe place where you can go and you can talk about it without it being bashing. Cause I, I get really irritated when people are just constantly bashing right. clients. Like people will be like, Oh my God, I showed up and my client showed up in Crocs. And it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's like, just take the fucking picture. Like, right. That's not worth bitching about. Like if someone's mean to you, if someone's awful to you, like it's understandable why you're frustrated, but like calm it down. Well, and it all comes down to education. I do talk a lot about bashing and the what to do and what not to do uh, because I've seen it all and I've seen it gone awry and I've been behind the scenes where it's gone awry with students and it's just no good. So there is definitely, there's an etiquette um, that, that I do teach and also just the mannerisms and the ways you go about getting help. And in the Unraveled group, there's so much help. There's so many instructors. There's so many moderators. There's so many wonderful people who who want to hear your story and help with it. It's all in the delivery of the information and just being aware Um, and, and really learning. Like I do talk, I won't spoil too much, but I do talk a lot about 
um, in this one piece about uh, the girlfriend aspect of, you know, you say, oh, can you believe they did this? And oh, it's so horrible. And you're like, yeah, fuck them, <laughs> you know? Uh, but there's always a lesson to be learned when you have a difficult situation with a client. Um, and it's really mm-hmm. easy to be the really good girlfriend who's like, oh, you're amazing. You're perfect. Don't change a thing. But the underbelly of that is even if someone's being really horrible to work with, there's always a lesson to be learned from it. Um, and I would rather be a merge between like the really mean person who's giving uh, unsolicited critiques and the girlfriend who's got your back no matter what. Like somewhere in the middle is where the answer lies because we can always learn from every situation. And I've had multiple and I know you've had multiple and we learn and grow together to try to prevent it in the future. Yeah, I agree with you. So (laughs) in honor of your new course, I wanted us to each share a little, you know, one of our own nightmare client stories Mm -hmm. where it happens. It does. Happen. I just want people to know that it happens and that we can relate completely to them. Absolutely. You want to go first, babe? I'll go first. So okay. it was when I was very first starting out um, and I was still so completely unsure of everything that I was doing. And I, you know, I, I got this girl and it was a high school senior session and she was referred by someone else. And, um, it had been booked for a while and I had done a bunch of other girls from that school and it was like people were like oh who else's pictures are you doing and I would like say some of the names and then I'd say her name and she'd be like oh god she's ugh I don't like her and I'd be like oh okay well she seems nice like she's been so nice and emailing and stuff like that and they were like oh yeah he'll whatever so then we do the pictures and it's like it's fine she wasn't necessarily like my personality, but it was like, I can kind of mesh and I'm just like, okay, like, cool. So we do the pictures and then, you know, it's back in the day when I would stay up all night editing a few sneak peeks so I could get them back to them. Right. And um, I get an email back almost like immediately. And it was like, oh my God, I hate these. Like, I look so awkward. Like, oh my God, this is so weird. And like, oh my God, like, okay, like, oh, no, okay. Like my skin's like so light and stuff. Like, is this okay? Like, I'm like, so I'm just like, oh fuck! Like this is, this is not coming good. Um, <laughs> right. So then the next day, I actually get a call from her mom, and the mom is like, just like berating me, and she's like, oh my daughter, she's like, I have never seen her look so fat before. <gasps> she is, she literally looks like an elephant in these pictures. She looks so fat. Um, you know, she's a she's she's a gorgeous girl, but she looks like way too overweight in these pictures. And I was just like. Which I could never imagine. Like my big thing is like, I don't know why I have this about me, but I I do not like at all. Like my biggest sensitive thing is telling girls like anything about their weight. Like, you know, I don't think, I don't think a mom should ever say that to her daughter and just like, and I like, obviously she was probably in front of her daughter saying this. And she was like, she just, she seriously looks so fat and just kept going on and on about how fat she looks. She goes, I need you to send me the rest of the pictures because I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know what we're going to do with this. And I was like, first of all, (laughs) shoot was a whopping $120. (laughs) Um, And so just like, okay, so I like send her over like proofs of the entire shoot, like every single frame I took. And she writes back and she's like, there's some in here that are okay that I can use. Please send them to me as a full resolution. And I was so like in the beginning phases of business that I like, I had no idea what to do. Um, And it 
got to me so bad. I actually ended up having a panic attack and going to the emergency room because I never like I had had panic attacks before that, but it didn't seem like this was something that would cause a panic attack. And so I didn't know it was wrong. Um, And it was the worst experience of my life. And then I found out from people later, they were like uh, some girls I had known had also done like cheer with her and they were like oh my god she did the same thing at like the cheer pictures like she edited people's braces out like she (gasps) skinnied girls up she did all sorts of stuff so i felt better about it just knowing like okay she's a psycho (laughs) yeah but in that moment you don't think that like in the moment you're just like i fucked up i'm wrong everything i did was wrong i made this poor girl feel bad about herself i was like no mom is a psycho Oh, that's horrifying. And like, oh, for all the girls out there. Like, yeah, that's a hard one because you don't you really go balls to the wall on it. <laughs> that was a pretty rough first time. Really pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Send you to the emergency room. No big deal. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, mine was also my first complaint. Um, and it didn't send me to the ER, but I cried a lot. Um, like, ugly cry where you're like, I'm horrible at everything, you know? And I was very, very new. Uh, also just starting out. It was actually the first session that I loved that I just loved. And I was like, Oh, I did it. I finally did. I felt like I was like making magic. It was, um, it was a family that I had never met and they came off of a referral from a family that I loved. And I had shot twice at that point. And they were amazing. They were always so sweet. And so I was like, hell yeah. And it was like a last minute thing where I was up in Flagstaff, which for those of you that don't live in Arizona, it's really pretty mountain town north of where we live. And everything was perfect. Everything lined up. I found the best spot. The light was beautiful. I still go to that spot now. It's, it's literally magical. Um, and this family showed up. And again, I had never met them before. And it was a last minute thing where like, can you just fit them in? You'd be doing us a favor. Totally. If they're your friends, they're going to be just as rad as you. They show up and it couldn't have been more polar opposites as far as personalities. Um, and I am not really, I, I can mesh with, well with a lot of different people. This was so starkly contrasted to my personality that it was just like a disaster from start to finish from, from the initial hug, like the hug was awkward and like, she didn't want to hug me. And I was like, ah, and then, (laughs) and then we go out there and I, and they had two children. They're beautiful children. I told the little boy, I was like, okay, honey, you're going to sit on your butt right here. And he looks at me, he goes, um, it's a gluteus maximus. And he was seven. And I was like, copy gluteus maximus. Oh my gosh. They're smarter than me. The kids are smarter than me. Like, this is not good. (laughs) And, and then I was like, you know, kind of fell into it and just did my thing anyways. And I, I went through all of my poses and I did a more connected session than I'd ever done up to that point where I got these beautiful mother daughter portraits underneath this tree and this golden light. I was super happy. Went home, edited it, delivered, expected a rave review. And instead what I got was, are you freaking kidding me? These are nothing like what we wanted. And you get that email and you see the first sentence, right? And you just, your heart just sinks. And then you don't want to open it up. And you're like, I have to open it up and look at what happened. And she went through all of the things that I did horribly, how none of the pictures were them looking at the camera. And that's what they were there for. 
And which I thought was really fascinating because she was letting me do all these connected things like look at your daughter and smell her hair and la da da. And it was the first time I felt like I was falling into that, like just really vibing with this, <laughs> with this session <laughs> and that she hated it. And so I wound up giving her after I cried for like a week, you know, um, and she said a lot of more mean things during that time, like back and forth. She just really put me in my place of that. This was not what she wanted. It was way below their expectation. They didn't have one decent picture to make her profile picture on Facebook and all of these things. Right. So I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. I give her a full deliver, full refund, uh, deliver the rest of the images. Like they're yours. Just keep them. And then I saw her maybe a couple of months later and I uh, didn't see her, but saw her profile picture on Facebook. And they were perfectly posed in all matching outfits in front of a fountain for Easter with a bunch of Easter props. And I was like, that's what she wanted. Boom, right there. <laughs> and I would have ne- I would have never have known that. And so yeah. like this is and again, crushed. I was devastated. She was super mean and nobody that I would ever want to like hang out with or, or shoot again. But I learned so much from that. And I learned that educating your client uh, up front before you even take a deposit or book a date is essential. It, it just is. You're, you're going to weed out the people that you don't want to work with that way. It has to start with education. Um, so yeah, so that was mine. Oh, she sounds like a fucking nightmare. She was, she was really, she was pretty mean, pretty mean lady. <laughs> sounds like she needs a good dildo session. <laughs> Couldn't imagine that. I actually, no way. Not possible. Oh my God, that is so funny. (laughs) Guys, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to give you some of our best tips for avoiding nightmare clients. Yes. Hey, have you ever posted in an online photography group just to get ripped a new one because people didn't agree with what you had to say? Or have you ever reached out to a more established photographer and crickets? The Unraveled Academy wants to change the way we learn and interact with other photographers. It's an online photography community where assholes are not welcome and everyone has a seat at the lunch table. The Unraveled Academy is constantly feeding its members new content and courses to keep them growing as photographers and human beings. But the real treat is that our listeners are getting one free month at Unraveled. That's better than any carb I've ever met. All you have to do is use the promo code lunchtime when you sign up at www.theunraveledacademy.com and you get one month free. That makes me want to shake my man boobies like never before. So don't forget, use the code lunchtime when you sign up at www.theunraveledacademy.com and be ready to experience a whole new community. We are back and we are talking about our favorite tips to avoid nightmare clients. And hopefully some of these will really resonate with you guys and help you avoid some of the nightmares that we have gone through ourselves. Mm -hmm. So my first tip is to put yourself out there. Uh, Really like put your voice into everything that you do. Put out the work that you're wanting to create. If you know, if you have a client who wants a particular image or something, and it's not necessarily what you want to do, don't share it, you know, right. um, 
only put out the stuff that you're wanting to create, that you're wanting to do, because that is going to help weed out all of the bad people before they can even come to you in person. Um, and that's something like people are always like, you know, why, like people ask me like, why are you the way that you are ACE and <laughs> on social media and so <laughs> it's because this is exactly how I am in person. And I could sit on social media and I could pretend to be, you know, more professional and I could pretend to care about things that I don't actually care about, but then you're going to meet me in person and you're going to be like, mm, what's, <laughs> there's a disconnect here. Like I liked right. him online and now I don't like him. And I don't want that. I want you to come and either know when you come, you know that you're going to love me. And the reason that you don't book me is because you know, you hate me. Totally. And it's not about having a polarizing personality. I just happen to have one. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just about putting your honest, true self out there. And then you're not going to be booking these people that you cannot stand. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it couldn't be more true. And it kind of rolls into my first tip is to be yourself, period. Um, when I first started out, uh, my ex-husband was really um, trying to push me to be really like vague. Like I would be like, I really want to talk about this. And we didn't talk about my business a lot. But when we did, I would talk about you know, something I wanted to write or something I wanted to shoot or create um, personally. And he would say, you know, being this, uh, this person or having this voice or this opinion or being overly opinionated is going to lose you business. And you need to be more, you know, widespread than that. And, but I disagree. And even more now, like and I disagreed then, but didn't really know why. And now knowing what I know and doing what I do now, you do not have to market to a very wide range of people. You only need to market to a very small portion of people. And those people are your people. And being yourself is your key marketing tool to do that. It's, it's so funny. Cause it's like, we actually get to a point in our busy times, like right now. And it's like, we're working so much that like, we couldn't imagine taking on more. Like I right. couldn't imagine being more, bookable and like you know what I mean like I, totally. I couldn't imagine taking on another 50 clients during this time of year because of the fact that it's like oh well anyone would want to work with you you know I don't want to be JC Penny I don't want right. to be Sears like I want to be Ace Fanny and I want to do what I want to do and I want my clients to love what they're getting from me because it's genuinely who I am and what I want to be creating oh absolutely absolutely so my next tip and this is this is an important one, and I hope people really think about this, is have confidence while you're working and be in charge during your session. And this, the what this looks like is so different for everybody. You and I are complete opposites in mm -hmm. every single thing that we do, <laughs> but we're both confident and in charge during our sessions. Right. For me, it means being loud and having the loudest voice and being the voice that you hear all the time. And for you, you have such a, you have a, a way better way of like this silent control over you where you're just kind of like, you don't have to speak as much as me. You know what I mean? And it's, we both have our own way of approaching it and you just have to find your way. And you have to realize that if you go into a session and you start to look like uh, you're scared or that you're like, Oh, I don't really know what I'm doing as soon as someone sniffs that out, they're going to let you know what you're going to do. Absolutely. And it's, if you start to second guess and be like, oh, well, you know, I, I was kind of thinking about this. And they're like, no, I don't think so. It's like, oh, okay. Now they're in charge. And then mm -hmm. 
the problem with them being in charge is not that they're in charge. The problem with them being in charge is that you're not creating what you actually want and what you're best at and what you believe in. And oh, when you believe in the things that you're creating, it's so much easier and it's such a better product. Oh, I couldn't agree more to that. Absolutely. Um, so my next tip is a little bit different than normal because, and, and this plays into my first nightmare client story. Um, it's say, I'm sorry. And I promise you an apology will go a really long way. And you don't have to say, I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. Because typically they're not right. Um, the client isn't always right, but their expectations were different than yours and they were disappointed in some way. So you're sorry for those things, you know? So always say, you know, I'm so sorry. Then you get to fire them and then you get to learn from the experience. And how I've worked with people like that, and it's only been literally three times in four years, um, and they've all gotten a full refund which not everybody agrees with, but Ace and I are actually really similar in, in this capacity in that I am not trying to fight for that. I am not trying to fight to keep them around. I want them to go away. If we are not a good fit, I want them to go away, but I want them to go away as happily as possible. And that's with their money. And so I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you feel this way. I'm going to fire you. <laughs> and then I'm going to learn from this experience. And that's the key point. If it's really easy to be like, to get defensive and to put up our walls and to be like, nope, you're wrong. And they probably are wrong, but we can still learn from this. And I've learned from every single miserable experience that I've had with a difficult person. Um, and they have made me a better business owner. So that's my, probably my best advice. I think that's, so we have show notes when we do the podcast and it literally says under this tip for you, it says, say, I'm sorry. And then it's like, period. It's not, I'm sorry, but right. it's not, I'm sorry. And then I'm going to argue why I'm right. It's just, I'm sorry. And I think that's super important for people to realize it's, yep. You know, you can argue with people until the sun goes down and it's, you know, there's nothing left to say, but it's, is it really going anywhere? You know, Absolutely. Um, and that's something I have to learn. I like to argue um, <laughs> and I like to let people know that I'm not wrong. Um, I'm actually right. But in this case, it's not worth it. And I think that it's important too is, you know, there's, I'll read these stories about people who are like, I had this nightmare client. I did their headshots and they were so pissed about them. They hated them. So I want I need to do a reshoot. I'm like, I don't have a personality to do a reshoot mm -hmm. because they would know so quickly how much I hated them. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I would be just pissed the whole time. <laughs> and so for me, it's like, then I'm going to go and I'm going to give them an even worse experience of totally. me having this attitude problem. I've always, it's the one thing I've always been yelled at in my life by my parents for is having an attitude. <laughs> and um, now they're going to be like, he was so rude. He was condescending, whatever they're going to say. And it's because, you know, I hate them at this point, but <laughs> it's, it's not worth it to me to say like, oh, that session, like it's so much worth it to me to just say, here's your money. Here's your images. Thank you so much. I will never speak to you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Um. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. You don't, you don't want to do that again. And there are times, and I totally understand, and I've been there. I actually gave a refund to a client 
<laughs> to a repeat client who had been with me since the beginning and I had just grown or in her opinion, changed so much since the beginning, which I'm sure a lot of us can uh, can relate to, that this time it was too much change and she didn't like the session. And I gave her a full refund at a time when I was mid-divorce, kind of struggling for money. I'd lost a lot of money in my divorce and was struggling. And I, and I was like, this sucks. I'm like, but I would rather her walk away happy because she knows a lot of the people that I work with. And I don't deserve to have her spoiling that because I actually gave her a really beautiful gallery. It just was not what she expected. And people's expectations do get in the way. And that's on both sides. And from all the therapy that I've been in (laughs) through my marriage and divorce, I can tell you right now that Ace, you are not alone with thinking that you're, you know, like an argumentative person that you want to be right. That's all of us. It is actually human nature while someone else is telling you what's wrong with you to already be preparing a defensive statement while they're still speaking. That's just human nature. Someone tells you that you're wrong before they're even finished saying that you're preparing your argument of why you're right and they're wrong. And it's just part of it. And it's just the dance and it's natural. So understanding that first and forehand is key that we're all humans and we're having a human experience here. Um, But absolutely just the (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay, we're done here. And, and in a really professional way and taking the high road, there there is always going to be a high road and it is always the right path. And sometimes you lose a little bit of money in that, but you'll make it up in the end, I promise. And I think too, it's making sure you're not in a heated moment. Um, there's a reason that I don't do our emails um, <laughs> because sometimes I just get like, Caitlin is like so cool, calm, collected. And like, mm-hmm. if someone says something that it's just like, and it's not even, a, it's, it's not even anything bad. It's just like, they'll say like, like people will get testy because it'll take her a while to respond, but we have so many emails that we get every day. Mm-hmm. It takes her a while. And if someone like gets short with her, I just want to write back and be like, you know what? Go away. And <laughs> right. what I realize is like, that's, that's not helpful. Um, right. And my next tip for people is to do not let your pride get in the way. Mm. And this all just ties back together. And you have to realize that when you're self-employed, your business and your reputation is all that you have. You can't sacrifice that. So if you mess up a shoot for someone or say you don't deliver to what they're wanting, they can go and they can talk about you and they can be like, oh, I hated my pictures with them. And then their friend's going to be like, oh, no, like, did they? Well, no, I just didn't like them. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, what didn't you like? And it was like, well, I didn't like that it was all of us playing and stuff. And I wanted us in front of the fountain in our Easter outfits, (laughs) smiling, looking at the camera and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, did they ever show you that stuff? And like, and then it's like, well, did they were they mean about it? And they're like, no, they gave me my money back and they gave me all the images. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, you don't want people out there having anything negative to say about you. And that's my big thing is I hate any time I hear that someone's been talking about me, good, bad, or otherwise. I just hate it. I'm just like, um, the other day, my friend told me that someone was kind of, they used one of my Instagram posts in this mommy photographer group and was talking about um, something that I said. And it wasn't bad. She wasn't saying anything bad or negative about what I was saying, she just shared it. And I was, it was a group that I'm not in. And I was just like, I hate that. I hate the idea of people talking about me where I can't see what they're saying Mm -hmm. and what's being said. And I don't have an opportunity to 
chime in or anything. Right. Um, so for me, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for me to just have the last word and stuff like that. It's just, here you go. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> for sure. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And this is not the norm, you guys. This is not a normal way to do business. Um, but this is what works for us. And I, I stand by it for sure. And there's a reason why I don't contract any of my family sessions. The only contracts I ever bust out are for weddings, which I don't do anymore. And because there's no need, there's no need. If someone's going to fight me tooth and nail over their session, um, then they're going to get a refund and I'm not ever going to work with them again. And not only am I not going to work with them again, but I'm not going to work with their friends again because I don't want their referral. I'm not going to get it anyways. But if we're fighting about, you know, images or whatever, um, they're not going to refer me to anybody. So I'm going to get them out of there as quickly as possible and with as little drama as possible. And that's how you do it. So I stand by it. Um, but my last tip, and I've talked about this already, and it's the first thing I talk about in my course, but it's just education. Educating your client, and it starts with, with your Instagram, with your Facebook, it starts with social media, with your website, and then with your client prep guide, which you should have, and we talk about that. So important. Education is key. I promise you it will be your biggest preventative measure fighting having a difficult client. I promise you that. And it's going to happen. You have to realize like you're going to have clients that you don't love. You're going to have clients who cannot be pleased. You're going to have clients that you just don't fit well with. And if you think it's not going to happen, it's going to hit you a thousand times harder when yeah. it happens. You're going to be completely blindsided. Just taking the precautions and realizing that at some point it's going to happen and that's okay. And I'm ready for it. You know, have a plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as always, we like to end the show with a challenge for you guys to try and implement to either make your life or your business or whatever better than it already is. Mm -hmm. um, Code, do you want to give your first? Yeah, mine's really boring this time. I'm sorry, you guys, because I already told you to do it, but I really want you to do it because I believe in this so much. I poured my heart into it. Um, I want to give you guys the help you need because I've seen it over and over and over again with people in groups, especially ours. We're just like, I had the worst experience. My heart is broken. Ace and I have been there. We can relate. It, it really is miserable. We can laugh about it, but when it's happening to you, it is not a pleasant experience. So go read my course, The Difficult Client. Um, and if you're not in the Academy already, go try it out and, and check out my course and, uh, and then ask me questions in the Facebook group and I'm going to be going live next week to talk about it. Um, so it, it just, it takes community. If I would have had a community like this, like unraveled, um, when I was first starting out, I would have been way better off. Um, I'm so blessed that I had Ace when I did. And I eventually met Ace and he became my mentor. Um, and he changed my life. And he opened me up to a world of honesty and sharing and the idea of community and that and that all of us can work together and, and rise above these situations uh, as a unified front. Hmm, okay. Oh, I love you. <laughs> okay, what's your challenge? So my challenge is for everyone who has had a nightmare experience, if you can think of some off the top of your head, I want you to go back and I want you to write down one positive thing that came from that bad experience. Mm -hmm. um, for me, 
that the story that I told you guys at the very beginning, that was the very last session I ever did editing in Photoshop. Mm. Uh, I was like, I had heard about Lightroom and I knew some other photographers who were using it. And I was just like, whatever, like what I'm doing now is fine. And then after that, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to Lightroom. I'm doing this because I'm. it motivated me. I was like, I'm right. going to get better. I'm going to be so much better at my craft. I'm going to be in charge of all the things that I do. Right. Um, and that was the one that made me start editing in Lightroom. Um, and there was another one that happened uh, a little bit after that one. And these were all, you know, right in the beginning phases of where I have no idea what I'm doing. And that motivated me to start shooting in manual. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not happy the client wasn't happy. I'm not happy. I'm going to start shooting a manual and, you know, good things can come from these. I need that kick in the ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. The biggest growth comes from the challenge and both Ace and I can, can talk forever about this, but my business wouldn't be what it is today or have these other businesses that have even trumped my photography business without the challenge uh, and, and all of the hard stuff that comes in the hurdles. And truly, like they say, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There is only a finite group of people that can really, really do this. That's why you guys are here. That's why you're listening to us because you are those people and you're hungry for it and you want to be better and you can be and the hard stuff will come and it's miserable sometimes and you will cry. You might go to the emergency room with a panic attack But I promise you, you will come out on the other side, a better artist and a better business owner. It's, it's, it's a challenge. The whole thing is a challenge. Just being self-employed is a challenge. Yes. Dealing with people is a challenge. Like just be aware of that. Know that it's going to happen and prepare yourself. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this week. We love you guys. Yes. Uh, as always, if ever you want to send us anything, you can send it to lunchtimeaceandco at gmail.com, or you can hang out with us in the Unraveled Facebook page, or you can stalk us. <laughs> we love to, to our be house and Just look in our window. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at Ace's house. It's more exciting. And it's cleaner. It's cleaner than mine. Don't come to Not me. our new house. Our new house is real ugly. <gasps> oh, it'll be so beautiful before you know it. <laughs> thank you guys bye thank you guys for hanging out with us today as always you can send your questions to lunchtimeaceandco at gmail.com and we wouldn't mind if you guys wanted to give us a little review and subscribe to the podcast but if not it's cool we still love you either way we'll see you guys next week